Hi, friends. Following episode 44, Beginner Backpacking with Allison Wada of Exploration Solo, I received a lot of requests for additional information about trail food and meal prep. So this week, I decided to share a bonus episode from the past about how to pack food for outdoor adventures. Virginia Outdoor Adventures has quadrupled since last summer when this episode first aired. So if you're a new listener since then, you may have missed this information-packed conversation. I asked Aaron Owens-Mayhew, Red registered dietitian and founder of Backcountry Foodie, to give us a brief introduction to prepping for the backcountry, including considerations for nutrition, pack weight, ease, and expense. Erin even shares one of her most popular recipes. Your opinions matter to me. Please continue to send me your questions and feedback either on Instagram and Facebook or email me at jessica at virginiaoutdooradventures.com. By popular request, I present my conversation with Erin owens May of Backcountry Foodie. Let's go. Erin, welcome to Virginia Outdoor Adventures. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to be here today. Well, I'm excited to have you because I've been following Backcountry Foodie for a long time now, and I'm a big fan of yours. And also, my listeners have requested information about backcountry food and about meal prepping for the backcountry. So I think it's great that you agreed to be a guest on the show. Let's start off by talking about what inspired you to start Backcountry Foodie. Well, it all happened when I had a midlife crisis <laughs> back in 2016. Um, at that point in time, I've been a, I'm a registered dietitian. That's what I've done for a career, my entire career for 20 plus years now. Um, and I'd been a clinical dietitian for 16 years at that time and just hit a point in my life where I wasn't happy for a variety of different reasons. And I'd always wanted to through hike the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, so I was at a point in my life where I was like, you know what, I'm going to quit my job through hike the PCT, and then I'm going to figure out what's next kind of thing. Um, so it was a part of the preparation for the PCT. And this was back in 2016, um, that I started panicking about the food, like most through hikers do, you panic about what am I going to eat for five months. <laughs> um, and being a dietitian at the time, I was a long distance trail runner as well. Um, so food was going to be very important for me. I was pretty lean. I didn't have 30 pounds to lose like some through hikers are able to do that and still be okay. I didn't have that kind of weight to lose. Um, and also I'm very sensitive to low blood sugar. So I knew I had to fuel regularly because that's just being a dietitian. I'm not going to go home because I didn't eat very well. <laughs> that's just, that's just my career. That's what I do. So it kind of all started in just preparing for my own trip. And then lo and behold, it caught on. People really enjoyed the type of recipes that I do. They're interested in the meal planning resources that I've created over time. And now five years later, it's a full-time career. It actually was my husband's career for two and a half years too. He helped me out with it. Um, and now we have an online platform where I do recipes and meal planning and I teach classes full-time. It sounds like the perfect marriage of your professional background and your love for the outdoors. So how has your background as a registered dietitian changed your experience as a hiker? Well, like I was saying, uh, early on, it was prior to the PCT. I didn't know about DIY backpacking food, com completely honest. I was a mountain house kind of person, pulled off the shelf because I'd only ever hiked three to five days at a time. Um, so at the time, I was just kind of like, oh, I'll figure it out. And then, but I was bonking all the time. I would always hit the wall. Um, but I never really put much effort into it until I started really thinking about the PCT. And I spent a lot of time reading a lot of research, a lot of endurance sports kind of research and those things, just being a dietitian and wanting to better understand it. 
and there isn't research for through hikers, which is something I found really interesting is that there's so many of us out there doing this, that the closest research I could find was for the military. Um, so I based what I was going to do for my trip on the research that I read about the military and have since completely changed how I fuel for hikes based on what I learned just from the PCT. And I've since gone on to do part of the Appalachian Trail. I've done part the full Oregon Trail. I've done parts of the Colorado Trail. And on each of those trips, I've learned different things. So I'm implementing, I'm actually my own guinea pig, essentially. So on each of those trips, I'm learning different things that work well and what don't work well. And then I translate that into what I teach during my classes and offer on our website. So I had read somewhere not too long ago that one of the biggest challenges that people face when they're considering through hiking for the first time is the meal planning to the point where a lot of people sometimes decide that they're just not going to through hike because they feel so overwhelmed by that. So what advice can you offer someone who feels overwhelmed by meal planning for an outdoor adventure? That's why I created Backcountry Foodie. <laughs> so um, to be completely honest, because I felt that overwhelmed too. Um, so that's why I created the website because you can come to the website and it's all automated for you. Um, it does all the nutrition for you. I've provided right now, I think I have 43 different sample meal plans. I have all the classes. I teach you how to do it all within an hour of your time. Um, I've created all these recipes that provide all the nutrition you need. Um, so that's why I do what I do now, because I know it is super overwhelming. I've been there, done that. Um, and I'm still learning. So, but if you're not interested in that kind of thing and you want to do more DIY, it's definitely think about what you do now um, on your backpacking trip. Start keeping a food log is what I really recommend people doing is as soon as you start training for your trip, start paying attention to what you're eating and see, is that working for you? Is it not? Um, then start making some adjustments before you leave for your trip. So don't wait if you're doing the PCT, don't wait until January or February to start packing your food start the summer before when you decide to make that um goals. So you can start kind of thinking about things really early because waiting until the last minute is going to cause a lot of stress. So let's talk about the difference between packing food for a multi-day hike versus a one-day hike or car camping, because they are very different. Yes, they're very different. Um, so I don't have a whole lot of experience with car camping, but from friends that I've camped with, you essentially, I think, can pretty much bring anything that'll stay in a cooler. Um, and then day hiking, you don't necessarily need to think about like recovery foods and those kinds of things to really maximize at the end of the day, because you get to go home you can have a nice dinner and that kind of thing. But you do need to make sure you snack throughout the day um, because you are still burning energy. You are still needing to fuel your muscles and those kinds of things. So that's the biggest thing that I recommend people do is making sure you pack plenty of snacks um, because that's a big thing. I'm actually getting ready to do an Instagram post about this because I still do it. I'm like, oh, I'm only an hour away from the car. I'll be fine. Um, we'll eat when we get to the restaurant, which is usually two or three hours later. And then I hit the wall and I feel terrible. Um, so had I had that snack that hour before, then I would have been fine. Um, so I still make those mistakes myself, but that's the biggest thing for day hiking. Um, Multi-day trips and even just three to five day weekend ones, um, it starts kind of catching up with you with time. You start, if you underpack, you're going to start running out of energy. You don't necessarily recover as well the next morning, especially if you're middle-aged or older like I am, that it just, we don't get it up as easily in the morning as we used to when we were 20. Um, so that kind of thing. And then for through hiking, you have to think more about actually like vitamin and mineral deficiencies. Um, there's actually been women that have had to go home because of iron deficiency. And that could have been completely prevented by eating enough iron in your diet. Um, so it's that kind of thing. The longer your trip is, the more you really need to think about the nutrition in your bear bag. 
That makes sense to me. So why should someone consider meal planning versus going to REI and buying the pre-packaged, freeze-dried, or dehydrated meals that are on the shelf? So you can do the things right off the shelf. Um, The DIY really works well if you have a lot of dietary needs. Um, If you need something low sodium or you need low sugar or you're gluten-free, those kinds of things, you can really manipulate um, what your DIY recipes are going to be versus just buying something off the shelf. Um, I'm an ultralight backpacker as well as a long distance backpacker. So the part of what I do for my business is I make food as tiny as possible and as most nutritious as possible. So you have room for all those other things that need to go in your backpack. So you don't have to skimp out because you have to have your puffy, your sleeping bag, your tent. And sometimes you don't have enough room for all the food that you need. So instead of skimping out on the food that you need to keep yourself fueled, I this is where I do my specialty is I cram all those calories in as little space as possible. So that's where the DIY um, really comes into play is that you can really manipulate the food itself versus a lot of the like mountain house and those kinds of things, I think use a lot of rice as a filler. So it's not necessarily as much nutrition. It takes up a lot of space and they're expensive. Um So again, if you're only going for an overnight, buying a $10 to $15 meal is probably not as big of a deal. But if you're doing a three hike, that's extremely expensive if you're doing that for an extended period of time. Yeah, it really is. Especially with some of those meals are between $14 and $25 a piece the last time I looked. And you're buying three or more of them for a trip or per day. Yeah, it it adds up. Um, So I meet a lot of through hikers who survive off of Slim Jims and (laughs) (laughs) Pop-Tarts. And I don't don't understand how they do it. Um, (laughs) So I guess my question for you is, what are the top nutritional considerations for backpackers and through hikers? So, and those people are usually in their twenties and they're like immortal. They can do those things. So again, once you start getting older, you feel it. Um, but I would say starting with one of the things I see most people do is they undereat. Um, they just don't pack enough. So the first thing to do is make sure you have enough calories, period. Because if you have enough calories, you're probably getting enough carbs and protein and those other things in there. Um, so making sure you at least have that kind of dialed in. And then the next step that I encourage people to do is if you're really starting to dial in, you have enough calories, but you're still hitting the wall Um, and hitting the wall. What I mean is like a sudden drop in your energy. Like you just feel bad. You're cranky. You're hangry. Um, Those kinds of things Um, is looking at the actual carbs in your food and start reading food labels and kind of planning out your carbs throughout the day of making sure you eat enough at mealtime and enough at snack time. And then if you want to dial in even more than thinking more about the protein and the recovery and that those kinds of things. So that's kind of my, like my progression, I guess you could say is calories first, then think about carbs and then protein. So on your website, which is backcountry foodie, do you list all of those nutrients that are included in the recipes you provide? Yes. So our recipes have, this is where I use my dietitian cap and my type A personality. Um, every single recipe has the full nutrition profile. Um, it lists how many calories to calories per ounce. And we have quite a few people that use our recipes internationally. So I have calories per gram. Um, it has the carbs, protein, fiber, total sugar, added sugar, sodium. Um, and then if any of those, like I was talking about DIY, if you have special dietary needs, then I have in the lower in the notes section of each recipe of suggestions on how to adjust them. So if you need a lower sodium diet, I'll provide a suggestion on how to do that. If you need a lower sugar, then I provide suggestions on that kind of thing. Or here are some alternative ingredients that if you want to be vegan, then here, switch these out. Or if you need to be gluten-free, here are some suggestions to do that. So it might be one recipe, but you can get 10 different variations out of it. (laughs) 
That's great. Does somebody need to have a stove to be able to prepare these recipes or are they something they can just pull out of their pack and eat? No, I, this is part of my learning experience too, is I started out, I'd always used a stove initially. Um, and then I learned about cold soaking. So the Oregon coast trail, I purely cold soak the whole way. So I learned a lot in almost 400 miles of what I like and what I don't like cold. <laughs> so, um, and then I also like the Colorado trail, I lost my appetite. So there are a lot of no, what I call no cook recipes where just add water and it's ready to eat like right away. You don't even have to let it soak. So we have a variety of cold soap, cook, no cook, um, all those kind of things. So we have over 200 recipes in there right now of a variety of different things. It sounds like you have merged the best of um, uh, convenience <laughs> as well as nutrition. Well, and this is part of my personality too, is believe it or not, I don't like to cook. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what's really funny. People think I'm a gourmet cook. I'm like, actually, I eat a lot better on trail than I do at home, to be completely honest. Um, that's really so, funny. Are you allowed to admit that as a dietitian? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> so there are certain things, dietitians, we're good at our very unique things. So there are certain things people are very good at and certain things other people are good at. And I eat really well on trail because I'm, I'm an athlete. I've always been an athlete. So I know I need to function. Whereas I'm at home, I could get away with probably not paying attention to things as well as I should. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. So can you share an easy recipe that you would recommend for a beginner? So this is my, I think the one recipe everybody knows me about, knows about is my chocolate peanut butter shake because it's so easy and so versatile and you can buy it at the grocery store. Um, and I talk a lot about meal replacement shakes because you can use them for breakfast. You can use them for lunch. If you lose your appetite, you can use them because it's truly like a full meal in liquid form. Um, they work in hot weather. They work in cold weather. You can put it in your beer can because it doesn't take up a lot of space. Um, so that's why I really like to use them. Um, and this particular recipe, it's three ingredients. It's a half a cup of whole milk powder, or if you need fewer calories, you can use non-fat milk powder or almond milk powder, soy milk, whatever kind of dairy or non-dairy powder you want to use. Um, it's a quarter cup of peanut butter powder, which is like PB Fit you can get at the grocery store. And then one of the carnation breakfast packets, the little chocolate mix packets, put that all in a baggie, add water. And actually I drink out of the baggie. I don't even bother putting it in a cup. Um, again, being an ultralight hiker, I don't care anything I don't have to carry that I don't need. So I just add water in the baggie, shake it up and drink it from the baggie. And there's 700 calories. And I think it has 35 grams of protein in it and like 70 grams of carbs. I've forgotten exactly, but it's truly a full meal and eight ounces. Wow. I'm trying that on my next hike for sure. That sounds oh, too it, easy. It sounds too yummy to not try. Well, too, the, everybody loves it. It's like my signature recipe. I guess you could say it's on our website. It's under the recipe tab on our website. So it's easy to find. So I might get hooked. Um, speaking <laughs> of your website, where can listeners learn more about Backcountry Foodie and where can they find these recipes? So our website, again, is backcountryfoodie.com. So you can find us there. Um, I have a few YouTube videos. That I have some things about the ultralight foods that I do. I talk about hydration, some other like meal planning kind of videos. Um, then I'm on Instagram and Facebook where I do a lot of, most of my posts are educational. So I have some kind of tip for the day kind of thing that I post there. Um, and then you can always email me. Like I absolutely love what I do. So you can feel free to reach out to me at any time at erin at backcountryfoodie.com. 
Yeah. And I will attest to that because I have messaged you more than once on Instagram <laughs> to ask you questions about food and you respond immediately. And it's been very helpful. So I appreciate that. Sure. And I will make sure that I put links to all of those things in the show notes so listeners can go directly to the show notes and connect with you directly. So Aaron, thank you so much for talking to us about nutrition on the trail. Hopefully we'll have you back for a longer episode on Virginia Outdoor Adventures. Yeah, thanks for having me. I look forward to coming back. So what did you think? Do you want to learn more about backcountry food prep? Is there something specific you'd like to hear more about? Be sure to let me know by messaging me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or email me at jessica at virginiaoutdooradventures.com. Links to the Backcountry Foodie website and social media pages can be found in the show notes section of your listening app or on my website, virginiaoutdooradventures.com. If you would like to support this podcast, you can visit buymeacoffee.com backslash Jessica Bowser, where you can buy me a virtual coffee or sign up for a Virginia Outdoor Adventures membership. Your contribution enables me to produce new episodes for the upcoming season. Thank you so much for your support. Until next time, friends adventure on.